0: This episode is brought to you by Buyers Agency Australia.
1: And so we're not paying a high rate. Um, you could argue we were kind of paying top dollar um, for that property. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it, I, I saw potential in it because I, I, I saw that it could, the shop, if it was successful, with the person that was running the shop was successful, then I, I believe the, the, the amount of returns we could get from the property would be high.
0: This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Taran Sham, and in this episode, we're back with Chi Lam, passionate property investor, director, and founder of his own company. He picks up where we left off in the late 2010s where his journey became a little topsy-turvy. While the road ahead had its bumps in forms of authorities and an unusual bidding war, he always returns to his why to guide him home. Hey! Lamb was on a in 2017. In the five years before that, he'd purchased four investment properties and had found that getting finance for his property dreams was an easy and straightforward process. However, something rolled along and put a stone in his spokes.
1: APRA um, stepped in and and just made it a lot harder. Um, We were kind of, I guess we, you know, we we got to a point where we kind of had to stop in 2017 because we, we couldn't get any more financing um partially due to apra partially probably you know due to the fact that we had that many loans <laughs> um and yeah i mean it's it, it's a case of if if we had been if i'd been more picky um in some of the properties uh it would have taken longer first of all um it would have taken more time um to to find these properties i would have maybe gone further you know what i mean um but i wasn't super picky in that as soon as as soon as we had the funds and as soon as we I found a property and I had a spreadsheet to calculate whether or not it was worth buying and, and at what price. That was the important thing. I had to calculate at what price it was going to be um, neutrally geared or slightly positively geared after the granny flat was built and after the renos. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of error in, involved because I'm, I'm, I'm predicting how much rent I'll be getting and everything. And, but it's all, it, it was all in, in that spreadsheet kind of and then, and then allowed me to kind of go to the auctions where, um, with a level of confidence as to how much I wanted to um, bid. Um, so that
0: helped. The strategy he implemented was relatively simple, making an easy process for him. When the tides began to turn in 2017, suddenly APRA wasn't the only thing rocking the boat.
1: I was fairly well prepared um, in, in, in terms of, you know, I, I like like I said, I had kind of the, the, the set prices. So I, I was never going to, overpay although th- that last property <laughs> I was very very doubtful um the last one that we bought we bought at the peak we bought in 2017 uh, and that was probably past the peak I'd say and that was on its way down even um but we were I'm in an R-ing about whether to buy it but I've, I figured look we were at the end of our accumulation of because uh, I knew by that stage that this would probably be the last um I don't think we're to get more finance um the auction was a very strange one um in that it's we, it was only me and this other uh, person that was bidding, and we, I, I, <laughs> I used a very kind of aggressive bidding strategy. Where, whereas I would just bid quick, bid quickly and and try not to give the other party much time to think about their next bid type thing, or, or, or put pressure on them in a way. Um, so we got up to a point; it, it had stopped, and and I'd reached my limit, and I'd said, "Okay, well that's it. Um, I'm I'm done." I told the agent I was done, um, but the agent managed to, to kind of convinced me to go an extra thousand right so i was like all right i'll put an extra thousand in and then the other party got super angry they they, they got really upset they were like what is this like i you know it's, uh, i had it and now you're anyway he stormed off and then that kind of got me suspicious i'm thinking whoa 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 like is this is this guy being paid by the agent you know like it, 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 am i being stitched up here let yeah, to, to push this price to a point where um the, the, the other party just stormed off so
0: Somewhat stunned, Lamb ended up taking the deal, but the drama was far from over.
1: And then after that, there was even further um, uh, issues we had with the financing because the property that I bought had a corner uh, a corner shop attached to it, right? And so the the loan that we ended up getting could not be a, a simple residential loan. It had to be um, it had to be commercial, but commercial um, wasn't gonna. Wasn't going to work either for some reason. I can't remember now. The broker had issues with it, so I ended up having to go with a like a not a top tier lender, but um, you know, had to go with limited, yeah, second tier lender who was able to do these sort of riskier loans. I suppose, but the the rates were higher. So I guess you know a lesson learned there would be maybe (laughs) a bit more research. Uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I, I kind of went into that, not really. And so we are up paying a high rate. Um, you could argue we were kind of paying top dollar um, for that property. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I saw potential in it because I, I, I saw that it could, the shop, if it was successful, if the person that was running the shop was successful, then I, I believe the, the, the amount of returns we could get from the property would be high. So, that, that was pretty much the only saving grace. Like I, I wouldn't even pay anywhere near that sort of figure if, if, if it didn't have a shop attached to it. So, but yeah, it, it came with its issues and yeah, that's probably a, a learning experience is to kind of, yeah, is to know about those things in advance.
0: As the property was on a corner block, it fitted his template of being able to accommodate a granny flat. Last but certainly not least, the shop was the icing on the cake.
1: So what's happened with that property ever s- uh, since is um, now we've got a good tenant in there and and they are running a business out of that. Um, the lease we have in in it is an all-in-one lease, meaning it's it's so the people that are living in the house is also running the business. So we just have a residential okay. lease, so we don't have three incomes, so to speak. That the rent is higher is is, is a little bit higher, um, but it's not uh, it's not it's not anywhere near like if you had you know a, a commercial lease and then yeah it's but look. We don't know what the future would hold with it, but I, I'm, I'm hoping the business their business is successful and you know and, and, and we can share in that success I suppose because that interest rate was so high, um, that property has always kind of always been teetering on neutrally geared to negatively negatively geared um, whereas the other ones have, you know were, were a bit easier to become positive um, I think it's yeah it just makes it easier to hold right
0: he's since gone back to refinance the most recent purchase and while today the interest rate remains high it hasn't deterred him from his dream one bit
1: i guess it goes back qu- quite a way to to kind of when i started like pro- property investing it was really a goal to to um to not be working in a full time job for the you know rest of my career um or um so so you know the the initial plan was um to use property as a way to to generate wealth um and over time um w- with the capital uh, growth i would then be able to step back from my work. So I, I, over the course of like from 2000, and I think, I, yeah, I started investing in 2012, but I, I kind of went part-time in about 2017 or so. Um, I, I quit my job at um, ResMed because I, I joined them again a, a, in the second stint after coming back from London. I I, I, I quit my job uh there because they weren't able to offer a part-time role um and i joined up with cochlear and i and they did were able to give me a part-time role there so yeah that, that was great so then i was able to continue kind of doing this and and just by, at that time i also started the, the the side hustle um so i've I've always been kind of thinking you know like I, I just wanted to do this more than i wanted to um work uh the previous role so um and I guess over time with, with the capital growth, definitely, um that's that's helped. Um, although, you know, it's it's capital growth, but we haven't really kind of taken any sort of uh, you know, we haven't refinanced after the original refinance. So if we're just letting the um the loan to value ratio drop. Um and and it becoming yeah, as the rent slowly rose over time, becoming a slightly more positively geared. Um so that's the properties provide a little bit of extra um income a year not not a huge amount i think most of its value is in the um locked in equity um but yeah just just then switching over to like um concentrating more on on the side hustle which eventually turned into a a side business um or eventually turning into a a full-time business there that kind of gave me the um the opportunity to completely quit
0: it got to a stage where he was happy with the income from it. That, along with his wife's full-time job, gave him the resolve to step away.
1: That is a, a, an awesome security blanket. Um, yeah, so ha- having at least one partner kind of making that full-time uh, wage and then, yeah, and so I was able to do that, I suppose, able to quit um, completely. I think it was 2019. Um, so a couple years after the last property um, that we just um and also around 2017 we also invested in 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 a in a company um tesla (laughs) um (laughs) that you might have heard of um and they uh yeah they it was it was all after reading a book um on elon musk actually i I read the biography by ashley vance um because i'd seen some articles online about you know this because I heard about this guy, probably even back in London days, about this guy doing an electric vehicle. Look, my, my mind wasn't really much in the share market at the time, or anything in investing anything at the time, so I didn't pursue it. But but by that by 2017, I was you know obviously on the lookout for. Um, I had more time as well. That, that that that's that's the other thing. Like not not working that extra day gives you so much time to explore opportunities that you uh, that I'd missed. You know, because I previously I was just too busy working five days a week and I was knackered by the weekend and I just wanted to enjoy my weekend. Um, so just – it's the opportunity cost I think is very important here. Um, that's – yeah, it's uh, – working part-time is just, yeah, the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I was able to kind of explore that opportunity after reading the book and just kind of being, oh, it's really interesting, um, you know, what he's achieved at that time, by that time, um, 2017. I was comfortable enough to throw, to put a decent chunk of money in, in the company, um, in the stock market. And that's kind of like the, yeah, our, our biggest investment at that point in terms of the stock market. We never really were too big into the stock market. Um, and so, yeah, and, and that's done quite well Um Obviously over the years, as the company's grown, we've we've added to it, we've added to added to our position in that. So I think that's also contributed to being able to have the freedom of time now. Um yeah. Um it's it's not like we we can just drop everything now. We're we're not in a position where we can just drop everything and say we're retired and I don't have to work at all. Um we, we still have, you know, living expenses to pay for and we, you know, mortgages to pay. So um I don't think we've hit fire yet. <laughs>
0: FIRE is an acronym for Financial Independence Retire Early. Lamb was new to it himself, and it stumbled across him more so than the other way around.
1: The host of the Aussie Firebug, um, Matt, I think his name, I can't remember. He, he, yeah, he um, he must have seen the article that, um, it all goes back to the article that my friend wrote. <laughs> he would. Was- so i so i had a friend who's the um who's the editor of uh, at the abc for a, a column on i think it was uh, parenting and you know work life balance and that sort of stuff and so he wanted to to, to share my story about how i went from um a full time job to being kind of uh you know like a almost like a stay at home dad in a way but you know um but part time being being the primary carer is probably more accurate being a primary carer of my kids which was uh, fairly uncommon. Mo- mostly, you see women doing that role. Um, so, he wanted to share that story uh, in, in on the ABC, uh, so so, the, so he wrote an article about that. And and Matt, um, I think on his forums, so some of his members um, would have seen that article and and posted it up and had some comments. And Matt Matt invited me onto that podcast. So I did a podcast with them, and and I believe that's that's how you you found me.
0: He's well on his way to his goal of having enough cash flow to cover everything life throws his way. Something he admires, Aussie firebug Matt. For
1: he posts um, on his blog, kind of, kind of, his net worth and, and how his investments have been going since like, well, forever, and how he you don't actually need that much money to, um, to hit fire as long as your expenses are not extravagant. Um, so that that that's quite an interesting concept, and, and I wasn't really aware of that. Um, yeah, younger. Uh, so I kind of went about my way of doing it, um, you know. It's but it, it's a similar concept of about freeing up your time to to, to use your time in, in ways that is more valuable to you, I guess. Because um, look, working a full time job is great for other, for some people. I think they 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 love it, and then that's absolutely that's you know it's great for them. But for, I think for a lot of other people as well, it's it's not what they want to do uh, either. Um, and it's and trying to trying to reach financial independence is 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 a, is a good goal to have, I guess.
0: Coming up after the break, he explains what or who he's doing it all for. You
1: got to really step back and and kind of look at what 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 are you doing all this for? You know
0: how certain things have opened his eyes, yet he chose to walk the other way. But but I think
1: over the years I've learned it's 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 a case of usually those properties um, the, the potential for capital growth isn't as high.
0: He reveals the investment that made him do a hundred and eighty on his approach.
1: That's been um, a bit of a learning experience for me.
0: And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Do you find yourself stressed out not knowing how or where to find the best property deals or what the best strategy is to build a wealth generating portfolio? Well Dragon Dominski can help you while you save time and money. With about two decades of experience as an investor and expert buyers agent, he finds positively geared properties with development potentials and secures and negotiates off-market deals for his clients. Now he's offering you a no-obligation 45-minute strategy call to get you started. Just simply text the code BAA with your name and email address to 0405105074 to get your no-obligation free 45-minute strategy call. Recognizing and reaching for your goal is one of Lamb's top pieces of advice. Knowing why that's your goal is just as important if not more so.
1: You, you got to really step back and, and kind of look at what 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 are you doing all this for? You know, and and I think as you get older, that it, the question becomes louder and louder in your mind as to well why why am I doing all this? Uh, it's got to be for a reason, and and then you kind of assess what's important to you in life, and you got to prioritize those things and trying to yeah try trying to do more of the important stuff, I guess.
0: Lamb considers his granny flat revelation to be his biggest aha moment, as he helped to pave the path that many others walk on today.
1: Back then, when I was doing it. I don't think it was as prominent. I don't think as many people... Uh, well, I'm, I'm, there were people doing it, okay? There were people building yeah. granny flats. But I was aiming specifically for corner blocks where I would do it up so that it's like a little house. I think that makes it very... Um, th- that's a big advantage in terms of getting it rented out. Um, I know I know you can have like private access in, on a normal block and, and that's better than nothing. Um, but I think a corner block um, just makes it so much nicer. Um, um, so the aha moment was, you know, like wow like putting in 150k 100 to 150k and getting back an extra 400 500 dollars in rent wow and that allows me then to to just keep, keep going like i can just refinance that and just move on to the next one <laughs> that was all until apra shut it down
0: <laughs> even with 100 150k you can even borrow that couldn't you you know through through the equity that you, you built up
1: That probably would have been the smart way to do it um i i didn't do it that way i i, I kind of use personal funds um, personal savings to do uh, to do the build and then kind of refinanced. Yeah, I mean there, there, there were obviously yeah there, there, there would have been things that I probably would have done again. Uh, if I if I did it again, I would, I'd probably change. I'll probably try and borrow the funds instead of um, yeah using personal equity.
0: Turning back to recognising your why, Land reveals his own.
1: Well, I think uh, it's it's pretty much um, doing it so that we can spend more time with our kids. Um, so, uh, you know, I've got a a seven year old and a ten year old um, at the moment, and yeah, I mean, the the, the reason why we're doing all this is it's just so that we, whilst they're still young and 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 whilst they still whilst they still want to be with their parents <laughs> and go out with their parents, we want to. Um, that's that's our aim. Um, obviously, our aim is to try and get it such that my wife um, doesn't need to uh, work her full time job. Um, if she doesn't want to i mean she's very happy there at the moment um so but it's nice to have that option right and and um so yeah it's that's what's kind of important and i think uh moving forward even even further like into the future it's almost like if you're happy once you've achieved your goal then then what's your next goal? <laughs> what do you do then? And I, and I think um, maybe philanthropy later um, if, if, if that becomes an option um, is, is uh, probably super long term at the moment.
0: His mom and uncle definitely gave him the first push to buy an investment property and it could have ended there if he chose to. The investment bug had bitten him hard though and he was keen to soak up as much information as he could.
1: I remember attending um, various property? Um, I guess there'd be workshops. Although they they, it was always presented. Um, <laughs> there's always a, a, a money making thing behind it, like as in, yeah, there were always the courses that you you could sign up and and and, and that was to learn. I think that, that that was just to learn about the whole um, adding value to to a property uh, once you've purchased it to to, to increase the returns. Um, another thing. Um, I found the online forums a really great place like I'm, I'm i'm a member of property chat um it's yeah so it's it's a great place to kind of learn about property investment and i remember why, this is this was a while ago as well where when i was reading um a book by i think it was steve mcknight about pos, pos, cash flow positive properties or something like that um and that was quite uh interesting like i i didn't i didn't realize that you could, <laughs> at the time that you could buy a property and it would pay you more than you could you know, pay you pay you back more than what the loan could, uh, the yeah, interest you'd be charged on. Uh, and but but I think over the years I've learned it's 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 a case of usually those properties, um, the, the potential for capital growth isn't as high as if you and and so I think it opened my eyes in that sort of respect. But I, I kind of went I went the other way, didn't I? I? I went and I bought a place in you know I bought properties in Sydney, which was not great for cash flow, um, yeah. but had much higher potential growth. And I think that was probably the right decision i think i'm not sure i mean <laughs> i say that but then you know there are people out there with 100 properties who are you know making a ton of money so that probably that they probably made the right decision <laughs> i've always wondered how they you know it's it's very interesting how they do that like it's it's i think you make your money when you buy it you know like it, they, they say you, you basically you you find a good deal um that works out fantastically and and it's time consuming to do actually, and that's what I meant earlier when I said I didn't really, I could have probably been a bit more picky, right, in in terms of choosing my properties where I really just jumped into it because time was of the essence, I guess, um, and and so yeah, like I think those people who were able to accumulate large portfolios, they 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 bought really well, and and they must have had a lot of good connections and a lot of time and whatnot to kind of buy those properties which which. Ret- Fantastic returns and just keep rolling. And even with Apple and everything, they were they were not stopped in that. Uh, they were able to continue um, servicing their loans. And that's that's great. Like if you know, that's I think that's like elite level property investing.
0: He understands that even the people with the largest property portfolios hit a ceiling at one point or another and has wisely diversified his assets as a result.
1: At one stage, all our eggs were in one basket, so to speak, in that all, all our assets were in Sydney properties. Um, and then we diversified into the stock market with Tesla, so now all our eggs are in two baskets. <laughs> um, so it's it's a case of, yeah, um, I don't know what the future holds in terms of property investment for us. I don't know if we will accumulate more, I'm not sure. Um, that, that, that's certainly a possibility. Um, yeah, it's or, or or do we then uh, invest in uh, other companies? Because um, I've learned a fair bit in the last few years about um, uh, not 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 property investment, but like more on kind of the investing in in companies that have um, you know good growth potential, um, solid growth prospects that are you know, not super risky, I suppose. You know, um, so that that that's been um, a bit of a learning experience for me because when i was younger i was always told that the stock market was a gambling house you know and I, and I don't believe that anymore i think i think there are things you can do on the stock market that are kind of gambling like short-term trading is a little bit it's risky because you, because of the f- price fluctuations you don't it's hard to predict right whereas i think it's easier to predict um long-term trends and where companies are well positioned and if you're willing to wait and so kind of like property investment it's a long-term investment if you're willing to if you see like the potential and, and you see a path there and, you, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit easier to predict. I mean, yeah. Yeah, everything comes with risk, but it's, I think it's less risky. Sydney probably has done fantastic over the last 10 years because, you know, Sydney is a great place to live. Um, there's a lot of demand. People, we get, you know, we have population growth. We have, so yeah, it's, it, but you know, if, if all those things change, it's, it could go the other way. <laughs> it's unlikely. I think it's very unlikely for that to happen, but yeah. And, and, and that's why we were, I guess that's why we were happy at the time to put all our eggs in one basket because because all, all those things, population growth, fantastic place to live in, infrastructure was growing.
0: If you met yourself say ten years ago, what would you have said to him?
1: Start earlier in, in investing, I think would would be the. But I, I'm, I'm sure ten years me ten years ago would not listen to that <laughs> advice. <laughs> I was like, no, no, not important. But yeah, it's always a case of yeah. If I if I'd bought a, earlier, then geez, I would have picked up a lot of cheaper properties um, but there's a time and a place I think I, I always kind of step back and think yeah it just wasn't ready at the time and that's the case with a lot of people and when you're young you're not ready to think about that stuff
0: hindsight it's always a good thing isn't it well I guess in the future you kind of already touched on it as well too you're, you're interested in in I guess looking at diversifying at the moment but what are you most excited I guess in your journey of the the next five years
1: I'm hoping we reach our goal of, of um, reaching complete financial independence where we can um, not, not so that would look like, say, for example, if my wife would choose to do so, um, um, probably not working uh, a full time job, maybe, and and she would probably spend a bit more time with the with, with our girls. Um, that's that's something that would could possibly change in the next five years. Um, I could probably, I, I think I still run my business. Um, so my business has a has a has a. Has a um, a philanthropic component to it, where um, every every sale we make, we, we donate a portion of our profits to a charity of the customer's choice. Um, I, I've always liked to tie find a business success with kind of social responsibility and kind of give back to the community. Uh, I think that's important, um, and I think you know this, this is this is probably you know really like pie in the sky vision where if one day maybe the business can just be giving. profits to charity that that'll be fantastic if i don't need that money um for personal use then why not um it's it's yeah then it comes down to how how much time i want to spend on the business um or if i want to to you know let you know let someone else run the business perhaps if yeah it's but um yeah like if we 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 can get there in five years time that'd be fantastic if if i could you know um if if our investments have, have reached a point where we can um just have the business donate more to charity. That'll be great. Um, or even be more picky on on, on on so yeah, maybe choosing some of the charities or 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 supporting more local causes. I didn't, yeah, that that'll be awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. If, that. Yeah, that I think it's quite a lofty goal. Well,
0: gee, you've achieved quite a lot. You know, your your property journey has been so inspiring. I, I've learned so much as well just from hearing your story. How much of it do you think has been you know your, your success due to skill? intelligence hard work and how much of it do you think has been due to luck
1: i think it's a bit of both um I, I i i think perseverance um being driven in in kind of what you what you want your future to be um is 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 part of it um so to putting in the hard yards um is is important having the right strategy but I also believe yeah I mean we we, we kind of got lucky in a way in that we we started buying properties um, around the time where properties were going up you know, we started in 2012. That's when it kind of started to lift off in, in Sydney um, and during that period. So I guess that that part of it is, was luck. Um, you have to put yourself in the game, though. You can't just, you know, step back and not make um, decisions. And that, and I think that's important and that you need to make – you need to have actions. Um, you, with your goals, you just – little things, even if it's doing a little thing, a little bit a day. If your work day is busy, just do a little bit of a day, um, a little bit each day to, to reach that goal, and that's, that's important. Yeah, and and we kind of got lucky too with that Tesla investment too, with you know how the company has done fantastically since 2017. Um, But once again, you got to be in the game. You got to, yeah. Um, So to answer that question, it's it's a bit of both. I think it's hard work. um, You know, thinking of the right strategies, being focused and and, and doing it, and and following that strategy, and then yeah, luck. Luck is luck. Lucky, you don't know. If yeah, if you, if you get it, that's great. Um, yeah, it's one of those things.
0: Thank you to Chi Lam, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. Do you find yourself stressed out not knowing how or where to find the best property deals or what the best strategy is to build a wealth generating portfolio? Well Dragon Dominski can help you while you save time and money. With about two decades of experience as an investor and expert buyer's agent, he finds positively geared properties with development potentials and secures and negotiates off-market deals for his clients. Now he's offering you a no obligation 45-minute strategy call to get you started. Just simply text the code BAA with your name and email address to 0405105074 to get your no obligation free 45-minute strategy call.